podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, I'm Sai. Welcome to Ace Podcast Nation, the home of Keeping It Real with Andrew Thompson. The show is available on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, everywhere. Audio, podcasting, radio apps around the world. Your favourite podcast platform or app, we are there. Just search Ace Podcast Nation. Uh, or you can go to our website, which is linked in the description. Today, it is Keeping It Real with Andrew Thompson, which is our wrestling series. We're going to talk a bit of graps. And joining me to discuss this very matter is none other, after a long hiatus, being working hard, post-wrestling writer, interviewer, the man behind Andrew Thompson Interviews, YouTube channel, the best wrestling interviews on the internet. The man who writes the best updates in wrestling media, Mr. Andrew Thompson. How are you, sir? Sir Jason Demetrius Jones, it is good to see you again, my brother. Looking clean, looking sharp. Yeah, looking grey. Looking grey, my friend, as I age rapidly, <laughs> week, week to week. <laughs> be the big four o next year, which is uh it's good. I'm looking forward to it. You know, like a day over twenty. Day over twenty, that's right. That's right. So how have you been, my friend? We haven't done one for a couple of weeks, a few weeks. You've been good, man. Chilling. Working hard. Working. Yep. Chilling, man. In- interviewing the personalities of the wrestling world. All the independent stars, man. I'm trying to get at them. Oh, yeah. So who you spoke to recently then? Uh, Calvin Tankman, who signed with MLW last month. Well, it, it'll be two, two months ago when this interview goes up. Uh, Savannah Evans, Stu Bennett. Yeah, uh, legend. And uh, i am got some some other ones lined up with some 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 people that I think some some people are very familiar with. So we'll see how that comes. And uh I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot my shot at, at one specific wrestler and see what comes of it. I doubt it'll happen, but why not shoot, right? Yeah, you gotta ask, man. Gotta ask. Gotta ask. My um, yeah, I would really like to see Stu Bennett take a run, another another run in uh, in an AEW or a WWE. I hope he does have one more go because that you know it's like. A, the never-ending story in WWE, but they they dropped the ball big time with uh, Mr. Bennett. Uh, I feel like I feel like he'd be great, like as a, like the SmackDown general manager, something like that. Yeah, I just think he's he's very good. He's he's, he's uh, like I feel like British performers don't always connect with the American audience on the microphone, um, and I always felt like he did. I think he's a real good promo. Um, YouTube.com slash Andrew Thompson interviews, custom URL. Subscribe to Mr. Thompson's YouTube channel. Uh, fast becoming the go-to place 
for wrestling interviews, you will most likely find your favourite independent star and uh, a couple of big names as well. Just a couple. Including, uh, Just a couple. Christian. Christian, you had on, did you? Jo- uh, John Moxley. Stu Bennett. You've, you've had some big boys on there. Some big names. Um, so there's lots going on in the wrestling world. We haven't spoken for a couple of weeks. Nah, nothing at all, all going on, man. Been a quiet, been a quiet, <laughs> quiet so, couple of weeks. So first of all, I would like to hear about your weekly update for this week. Tell me what's in that. Uh, Mr. Um, MVP said that he's not interested in doing a new nation of domination. Uh, him, Good to him, hear. Him, Bobby Lashley, and Shelton Benjamin. MVP said that he is not trying to rehash the nation. He said that he just wants to present himself, Shelton and Bobby, as three strong black men and role models. And it is just something as simple as he is friends with Bobby and Shelton outside of wrestling, and he just wants to make money with his friends, and that is all it is. Sounds good to me, mate. Do you think... um, So, or should I say, who do you think would be a good fit for a kind of extra person in that little group. Ricochet. Oh, yeah. Because, Rick, because, I, because I think... Exactly Rick, who I was going to say. And MVP even said this during the, uh, during the interview. Uh, he was on the Say Less with Cass podcast. That's what I'm referring to. But he, he kind of said something. It, 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 it was kind of harsh what he said, but it, it was kind of the truth. He said if Ricochet could wrestle, if, if, Ricochet, if Ricochet could talk, if Ricochet could be on the mic, how he wrestled, he'd be a millionaire. Oh yeah, like yeah, Ricochet is ridiculous. So, but he, he was just like his promo skills, like just not equivalent yeah. to his wrestling skill. And I think him being like him having like MVP to speak for him, it'll be great. Because I don't think Bobby's that great on the mic either. No, no, he's not. And, and I think uh, the problem with Ricochet as well is he never gets the chance to kind of improve his mic skills and test different ways of doing it oh no he, he, he no, they I'm, don't I'm, give him the mic today I'm, so, I'm, 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 I'm gonna combat that real quick just one quick I, I remember it was that stretch last year when they did give him like yeah, a couple weeks on the microphone garbage no, they, 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 they gave him garbage to work with but i i just think i think ricochet can be good on the mic i think it's just his voice inflection like i really think that's all it is like like it, it, it's not enough force and it's not enough bass they like how MVP when MVP talks, you listen to him when he talks because he has that 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 type of voice and that bass in his voice where you kind of demand your attention. Like with Ricochet, it's kind of like he got like a, a kind of like a soft voice in a way, so it's not really like people kind of you know take a step back. But like when he step in the ring, everybody pays attention. So I think it would be like great if he joined the Hurt Business and that had MVP basically do the work for him, like basically yeah, do the mic work for him because Ricochet better than everybody in that group when they're in the ring. But, yeah, but, I think um, I also think Ricochet would be good with like a like Paul Heyman, and have a little heel run with him as well because Ricochet is special, and this is why his mic work didn't work last year was when they were having him say stuff like um, su- superheroes or I'm a superhero, and and, this, and he was trying to be like the everyday man, like he's the same as all of us, but it's like no man, you can you can flip out the ring and land on your feet and do all this crazy shit. I so, can't do that. Yeah. So like let's let's not go with that. Let's go with he's like one of the most amazing performers of this generation, better than everyone. And I think a heel run could provide that kind of angle for it, especially if they've got someone like MVP or Paul Heyman telling you week in week out how special he is, and then he goes and does it. I think could really work. 
Um, did you notice on NXT this week, um, they had Dexter Loomis do a flip out the ring and <laughs> land on his feet, except they edited it because, so he did it and he, apparently, I heard or I read that um, he basically, they, he did it but landed on a crash mat and then they cut it so he landed on his feet. So it looked like he flicked out the ring and landed on his feet. And I was like, yeah, Ricochet did that for reals live mm-hmm. in front of a crowd. And it was so incredible. And yet they still can't do anything with him. And um, as I said to you off air, I wanted to ask you about this. Um, so say what you will about Paul Heyman. And I'm a massive fan, as you know, of the, the Good Brothers. Um, I love the, I love the yeah. thing. I had real entertaining don't, dudes. Don't don't let them lie to you, y'all. He was just trashing them off air. Don't let them lie to you. <laughs> but say what you will about Paul Heyman, whether you think he's trustworthy or he's a liar, blah, blah, I don't really care about all that. Um, when he was in charge of Raw, was the most enjoyable that Raw has been for a long, long time. Um, even at three hours, because they were building up people like Apollo Crews. They were building up Andrade and Gaza. Um, Austin Theory had just joined Seth Rollins' group. I was excited to see where that was going, because I felt like that was a real good fit. They had Alistair Black was in featured storylines. Then there was someone else as well. But they were all, he was all about building these young, fresh faces who, who haven't really had much to go with and really been given any strong storylines to to get their teeth into. Um, and then on the other side of it, during that period on SmackDown, literally the only thing which I was interested in was the hacker storyline, which they've now dropped. You know, Bray Wyatt, because I'm a mark for Bray Wyatt. Um, you know, I enjoy Bailey and Sasha, and that is literally it. Like, Raw was so much better for me. Um, and I finally was like, yes, they're, they're giving us something different. They're building new people up. And they fired Paul Heyman. And Raw is literally unwatchable. So I watched it this week because I knew we were doing the show. But the last couple of weeks, I haven't watched Raw because... Oh, I've tried to and I've like got like a little bit in. I just I can't watch it. The only thing which interests me is the MVP stuff and Bobby Lashley and uh, Shelton Benjamin and Sasha and Bailey. The rest of it. The rest of it is pretty much garbage which is a shame because i think drew drew galloway is doing an excellent job as champion uh you know he's got everything i just i don't want to see him versus dolph ziggler for the title uh i don't massively want to see him versus randy orton but i suppose at least there's something different but still, i feel like they're gonna take the title I'd off rather, yeah i do too and do you know what i would rather see a a heel ricochet join bobby lashley's group them build up Ricochet over the next couple of months as an unbelievable talent that he is, as one of the top heels on Raw, and at the same time have Drew keep, you know, keep doing his thing, keep running through people like whoever, Randy Orton, whatever, and then build to a Ricochet taking the title off him as the top heel at the end of the year. I'd rather see a long-term plan like that which will do more for these fresh guys. Like, if your ratings are in the toilet anyway, which <laughs> they are, let's, let's build some, let's try and create some new stars, like proper new stars. I think that's let's, what Paul Heyman was trying to do, but I, I, but like the ratings were still declining, like, because it takes time to build new stars. You can't just... It does. But at like, least you, you, you can't an excuse. Just, 
when like I mean, I mean that that, that was kind of like the the thing that was kind of out there. I, I can't remember exactly who reported that, but I I, be, I believe it was uh, I believe it was Melser. I don't know if, please correct me if I'm wrong on that. Anybody? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. But he was just like they gave Paul Heyman like a 19 month window to build new stars and to see if the ratings would go up. And like I mean, it take time, bro. Like you can't just throw somebody new out there and expect people to be like, oh yeah, I got to tune in and see this guy. Like the internet wrestling community only makes so much up of the actual fan base that actually tunes into weekly yeah, WWE yeah. programming. So it's hard to actually build these stars over time. Like these people aren't The Rock and Austin anymore. Like Austin could draw in three million people just like that off of the announcement. It takes time. It that, takes that, time. That, that's what I'm saying. But I mean. But that's they not needed what to they do it for like a year at least of Man. building up those people. But bro, you know WWE re- reactionary as hell. Like they're not about to sit there and wait a whole four or five years for these people to become these massive stars when they when they feel like they got people like Mr. Orton, <laughs> Mr. Twitch channel over there. I'm, I'm I, I, bro, I still ain't like, over that. Uh, I don't blame you, mate. But like, <laughs> if if he was gonna fire someone and make them a scapegoat, surely you'd make the SmackDown show, which is rubbish, over the Raw show, which is good, and they're building new stars. You'd fire the guy on SmackDown, surely, and then put Paul Heyman on SmackDown as well as Raw, and and build new stars on SmackDown too. It, it makes no sense to me, other than Vince just wants someone who is gonna. Just agree with him, which is Bruce Pritchard all over, because it's really hurt Raw. Like Raw, like Alistair Black has barely been seen over the last month. You know, he's done a couple of little things. They beat him on Monday, just like as if it was nothing. And I was just like, oh my days, what is wrong with these people? Um, so I was saying to a friend, I was saying to a friend. Hold on, that, that, you know that's the Loomis thing you were just talking about when yeah. they said he flipped. Somebody, somebody on Twitter said that uh, that WWE gentrified the <laughs> gentrified the spot. Oh, that was funny. Yeah, <laughs> just I look right. My I like that Loomis though. Yeah, I like Dexter Loomis as well. I've seen people moaning about him and stuff, but I quite like him. I think he's doing good some good stuff. Like, what's bothering me is. And I said this to a friend earlier, is now the way things are, like, there's no excuse anymore. The scapegoat needs to be Vince, Kevin Dunn, and Bruce Pritchard. You need to get them out creative. You need to get fresh, fresh ideas, fresh face, fresh, fresh people booking the shows and just ignore the ratings and build for the future. Because the way they're going they are going to tank their TV shows to irreparable places where they're never going to be able to recover because, like, it's just not good. They're, they're, they're focusing their shows around Sheamus, Jeff Hardy, Randy Orton, um, who else? Dolph Ziggler. Like, come on. You know, it's 2020. Like, But you know they about the... Um... I, they 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 gonna try to pop a rating like real hard when they um whenever they get to get back in fans because I know they're gonna bring back somebody big like a real big name to try to get like a high rating but that's only gonna last like a week like you can't keep relying on these names man like yeah. like you gotta you gotta build up the next group of stuff and like the, the thing is it's not even hard I I I really don't I never think it's hard to build new stars like 
you if you make people care, those people will become stars. That's all it is. People. You can put any you can put anybody in a great position, and then people will start caring about them. It's literally that simple. Well, there's two things, man. People like winners, one, and two. During lockdown, where they're recording a lot of stuff, so it's not live. There's no excuse. They should have spent the last three, four months building new stars because they could do because they're recording stuff. You can pay off storylines. You haven't got a crowd shitting over you know, <laughs> poor, poor decisions or poor turns. You can literally put what guy you want in each position, heel or face, whatever, and you can build your storylines. You could tell stories over six weeks and make new stars, and they have just dropped the ball again. Only difference is now, instead of dropping it just on wrestler x y and z they've just dropped it on the whole tv show as a you know raw and smackdown i think have been you know poor real poor and i'm i'm as a as a wrestling fan i'm concerned at raw and smackdown i don't give a shit about rating never have but i'm concerned because i look at the roster that wwe has got as a whole the people signed to a wwe contract and i think wow that is the most talented roster they have ever had. And then I look at the product that they are putting out. And outside of NXT, it is terrible. Now, how long can you do that before the damage is just too much and people don't will, won't ever come back? Uh. But there we go. Like, if you want to pop a rating... Have Matt Riddle win the title off AJ Styles the other week. That'll pop uh, right in. Do something my, different. Matt Riddle is about to hop in that feud with Mr. Baron Corbin. Oh, God, Jesus Christ. R- R- Riddle did um, the After the Bell podcast. He said he was excited to, to work with Baron oh, Corbin. Bar- Baron Corbin is held back by his gimmick, in my opinion. Uh, the guy, I, I like his ring work. I like that he does different stuff each week, different stuff with his matches. I like that he's protected his finisher so much. Um, what I don't like is, is the king gimmick, and what I don't like is the the garbage uh, material they give him in terms of promotion promos because of the gimmick, like the wording and things. Like I do think that he could be very interesting and be one of the best heels in wrestling but they don't give him the opportunity to shine in that slot because they want things done a certain way and said a certain way and use certain words and it is soul destroying it's got to be soul destroying for the workers too um but yeah you want to pop a rating especially when it was taped have riddle win the title and leak that there's a possibility of a title change why not like that's operating that way rather than bringing back ex-wrestler from 15 years ago this just makes no sense to me like um you know riddle might come out of that baron Fort corbin feud hot he might come out really on you know on fire picked up a couple of wins and be ready to do and do something but if they want if they really wanted to cement him as a superstar out the gate you put the title on him so in my opinion if you do the title match you put the title on him if you are serious about making him a superstar. I was about to mess with you and uh, share the screen and play the video of Goldberg beating the Fiend for the Universal title. Oh, Jesus Christ. 
breaks me every time. Just another example of uh, ineptness. <laughs> um, all right, let's talk about something positive. NXT and AEW has been very, very good for, for, for months, months now. Um, and NXT, I think, has put out the odd dud, but overall has been very good. And when I say dud, I mean just slightly worse than AEW that week. Most weeks, I think there's not much in it. They're both excellent. Um, now and again, I think NXT has dropped the ball a little bit. I think they're doing a great job with Killer Cross. I think they're doing a great job with um, Dexter Loomis. They like they're booking him well. I don't know that I'd have had Timothy Thatcher tap out in the main event this week. Um, that seemed a bit odd to me after you've just had him send Riddle away from the territory. That was a bit weird. Um, but I understand also, you know, they didn't want to beat Finn. Were you surprised that Dexter Loomis was the one to qualify for the ladder match? When you look at, like, what a ladder match is, like, Finn seems the obvious choice. Timothy Thatcher, you know, could do some interesting stuff. But they went with Dexter. No, I wasn't surprised. I think he was the one that should have been in there anyway. I mean, I, I, I do think it would have been cool if Finn would have, you know, got a shot at the NXT North American title. But, I mean, like... I don't think Finn's in NXT to honestly win titles. Honestly, I think he's yeah. there to help elevate the next crop of titles. Like, of course, he's gonna pick up wins, but he ain't gonna be he, like he's not gonna be losing. But I think it's not. I don't think Finn's. I, I don't. I don't even think Finn would want to. Like, he just seems like the type of person that wouldn't even want to go to NXT just to take all the championships. Like, it would just be to help the next generation of talents. And I think that's the. But for like out of everybody that's in there right now, I, I know it's um. Bronson Reed, Dexter Loomis, uh, and next week it's either going to be Ridge Holland, Damian Priest, or who's the third man in that match? Ridge Holland, Damian Priest. It's somebody else. I can't remember. I'm blanking. I'm blanking on the third person. Um, what can you tell me about Rich Holland? Never heard of him myself. He's in NXT UK. Okay. Never That's all I know. Uh, <laughs> have a look now. But yeah, I just um I, I got I, I think Finn Balor's in there for his name value, isn't he, in NXT to give um NXT like that bit of um just like an extra superstar mm. uh, in terms of you know, maybe their battle with AEW as well, just giving them uh, I think it's Grimes, isn't it? No. Who's the third who's the third person? Only Larkin. Mm. Um, and I think I think I think Only gonna win. Mm, I kind of think if they're putting this new guy in, uh, that maybe he'll get in. Just because otherwise I don't know why you'd put him in there. No, I'm telling you, this is gonna happen. Only gonna win unless they're gonna start a feud where someone costs him. Yeah, no, I, I think I think I think it's gonna be him versus Damian Priest going into a single feud. And only's gonna win the match because I mean you already got too many big dudes in the match already. You got yeah. Bronson next. You need some. Well, only just crazy as hell, but yeah. I mean, I guess you could say he a high flyer for sure. What? Um, who do you think Finn Balor will face at Takeover? Because I'm assuming I don't think, think he's gonna be on the card. Do you not? No, I don't think he's gonna be on the card. I was wondering whether they may bring back Volta and do that match, but. Doesn't look that, like that's happening. That would, be, that would be real cool, honestly, if they could bring back. Walton. I was surprised to see uh, what seemed to be at least the start 
of a potential undisputed era face turn. Um, by some of their mannerisms, and they obviously attacked attacked Imperium. Um, will you would you be on board for a an undisputed era face run? It won't I work. Feel, I think personally, and it's just my opinion, that they're waiting for the fans to be allowed back in the show before they move them to SmackDown. I think Undisputed Era will go to Raw or SmackDown, but I think they want them. Maybe like the first SmackDown after the you know with fans, you have the Adam Cole baby chance surprise debut, that would kind of work, because um, there's nothing left for them to do really unless they do a split angle, and then I'm I'm not sure they want to do the split angle because I think at some point they do want to put them on Raw or SmackDown, and if you run the Smith, because especially with NXT being on USA now, I think if you run the split angle on NXT and then move them to Raw or SmackDown if you want them together you've got to run a whole angle putting them back together does that make sense no do you not I'm think? Just I'm just playing <laughs> <laughs> what did you think of the Adam Cole Pat McAfee uh, heated argument don't get worked into a shoot People, I saw loads of people saying, "Oh my God, it's real!" Blah blah blah. And I was like, don't work, on, don't work, and it's come shoot. on, bro. It was, it was too choreographed to even to make me think yeah, it was real. Adam Cole's so good though at stuff like that, and he's like, he's very, very good. They, the, the the only thing that made me even slightly consider that it was real because he brought up the height thing, and I've seen a lot of people criticize Adam Cole for that. So that was probably like the one thing. That kind of made me think it was uh, maybe maybe he was serious, but Adam Cole he he played it real well. But like well, well, like once they showed it on NXT TV, I was like, oh yeah, that's yeah, yeah. But, but maybe it's Pat McAfee versus Adam Cole to take over thirty. You yeah, know, I think it will be. Maybe Pat about to get in the ring. I don't even. I, I I really don't think. I, I I think Pat might have a good match. I wouldn't well, put he's, it past. He's a he's an athlete, isn't he's he? An athletic Adam, Adam Cole's very very good. Um, so you know, I could see that. Being very, you know, I could, I know maybe it's not going to be like a five star match, but I could see it being good. Um, it's very rare mm-hmm. we get anything when it's on takeover, it's very rare we get like a bad match, is it? You know, let's be honest. Um, take takeovers, takeovers aren't the same without the, the actual fans, though, bro. Like, yeah, even the takeover yeah. in your house, it, the, the takeover in your house was good, but it wasn't like like how the it's other ones same, were. Is it? Like, the, 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 the energy is just. Like, do you remember how Takeover Portland was? Like, the energy was just crazy. Like, but you can't, you can't make that type of stuff up. Like, so, I mean, yeah. but that, wrestling is suffering without fans. Like, I don't think people, I, I think people are starting to starting to really truly realize how much fans are critical to the, the yeah. television. Like, it's not Everyone saying except Vince McMahon. <laughs> did Did you listen Never. to the? Uh, the second quarter conference call yesterday. I haven't listened to it yet. No, I'm going to listen to it a bit later on. Bro, this uh, man sounds like from that? he sounds defeated. Oh. Like okay. he sounds like I don't know. I, like I maybe, I, maybe it's just me, but he don't sound like Vince McMahon. I am um, look. I wish the man, the human being, no ill will whatsoever. Um, but I've said many times when you've got a seventy whatever year old man booking and writing a TV show for people my age or even your age or even, you know, like... We're in the key demo. Yeah, man. It's like... 18, what is it, 18 to 49? 
he's out of he's out of touch, mate. And this, I'm not like trying to say it to be a dick, but he is. He's he doesn't understand what people want to watch anymore, and that's an issue. So someone needs to. Let, tell let, let, him let, let me ask you this. If the, if Vincent Man, this is just like a random question, but if Vincent Man was to do a three-hour shoot interview, who who you who think would be a good person to conduct the interview? Me. Me, because I would ask all the right questions. No, um, it's mm, an interesting question. I think Stone Cold would be the perfect person. Ah, uh, see, I see. It's hard, isn't it? Because you want someone who is going to ask the questions. So I don't think Stone Cold would ask him about Owen Hart. Yeah. So like, <laughs> I don't so think like, Stone Cold would ask him no. But like, I look at it this way: like, do you go for like an ex wrestler like Stone Cold or, or someone like this who will ask him certain questions but won't ask questions which may be you know the tough questions, or do you go for someone from like wrestling media? But then it's about picking the right person because you don't want someone who's just grateful for the opportunity and is not going to ask anything difficult because they, you know, they don't want to no piss them off. Yeah, they, they, they don't want to lose the opportunity to get access and all this crap, like, which I get completely. Look, if WWE phoned me tomorrow and said, look, you can interview whoever, but you can't ask about this, this and this, I wouldn't ask about it because I'd want that access. It's just the way it is. But ultimately, that's a very difficult question. Stone Cold, yeah, I think he'd be a a good a good choice. Uh another good one I think would be oh, I'd forgotten his name. But he works for AEW now. Um he's got a YouTube channel, I can't remember his name. Mm-hmm. Um was the guy he works for AEW or he did work for AEW for a short while. Um he's got a, quite a big YouTube channel interviews loads of wrestlers. Oh, what's his name? No, Chris Van Vliet. Yeah, I think he could be quite interesting. He's quite a good little interviewer, and a little interviewer, but he's quite a good uh, interviewer. Yeah, I, I like Chris. You, I think you'd be good. Sean Rossap would be good. I would. I'm looking at, like people who've got. So like the reason I think Sean Rossap would be good is because, um, like. Fightful's not reliant on just the WWE for their stuff or post wrestling's not just reliant on WWE. So they would ask, you would ask the right, like you would ask questions that we'd all want to answer to. You wouldn't just. I, ask I, I, the... I, I wouldn't even think I had, I would have nothing to lose by asking him any crazy questions. I don't get WWE interviews anyway. So <laughs> I ain't got exactly. Yeah, <laughs> that's it, isn't it? So, like, so I, I wouldn't have none to lose. And at the end of the day, it's how you ask it as well, isn't it? Yeah, I, I think that's all it is. It's just how you like. You can't come out the gate all super aggressive, like. Yeah, go. Cool. Hey, nice to meet you, Vince McMahon. Why did you kill Owen Hart? Right, you you can't say nothing like. That. I think yeah. you got to kind of like ease ease your ease way into the question, like you know, maybe. Yeah, they start all the conversation, maybe talking about Owen's career and what he thought of Owen as an individual. Yeah. And then, then you could transition into, from your recollection, you know, yeah. what went wrong that night, you yeah, know. And then for, I'm pretty sure you can't talk about all the legal shit, but like, you know. Yeah, for sure. We had, um, just reminded me of something. 
Um, someone requested on the Facebook page that me and you review the Wrestling with Shadows, not Wrestling with Shadows. What's it called? The series? I'm so sorry, man. My memory is shot. Um, it's late here. Um, what's the the documentary series that we were watching? Like the wrestling one. Huh? With all, and what's the documentary series which has just finished? Uh, Dark Side of the Ring. Sorry, my men. Oh. Um, so someone asked if we would review Dark Side of the Ring, like an episode a week, starting with season one, episode one, and go like an episode each week. Um, so if you're up for that, then oh, I'm up for that, and we can just go through, watch one each week, and, and just like end the show uh, each episode and kind of talk about it. Um, but that was the request. Um, okay. Uh, AEW, how do you think they've been recently? I think AEW's been doing real good. I've, I've honestly enjoyed both NXT and AEW. It's a lot of damn wrestling going on right now, so I'm trying to keep up with all of it. Impact's doing some good stuff. Yeah, real good stuff. Nice Impact has been agenda. really good so far. Like They're doing some Easy real good stuff. Free, do, do, do you see what they've done with Deanna Parraza? Like, why? Like, she's like suddenly interesting. Like on she's TV, always been interested. No, me, no, I, 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 no, I'm, I don't mean it like that. I mean, like, I know, I know what you mean, like, but character wise, like, she's been like interesting on impact. And look, she she mm. got released a couple months ago, and now she's a women's champion. Like, they WWE wasted her, man. She she should have been up there, like, right up there with the top of NXT or the top of SmackDown on top of Raw Women. Like, like doing these, super talented. doing these interviews, she kept saying that they was like, oh, you need a character. I'm like, bro, what character? Like, she's just good at wrestling. So let her go out there. And... She's good at wrestling and she can That's cut her character. promo. That's, That's her, her character. character. She can wrestle <laughs> really That's good. That's literally what everyone's character is. Most of the time. at the top. Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask you about AEW. What do you think of the the TNT Open Challenge? Uh, they've been bringing in like different indie stars. They've had uh, Cody about to smash all. Looks like no, I'm stop saying that. I'm just playing. Uh, this is a joke. So who have we had? We've had Warhorse this week. You've had Eddie Kingston, who's now signed with AEW. Uh, Sunny Kiss. Been Sunny Kiss. There've been a couple of others who've come in like just for a week. Um, how do you think that's going? I think it's good, man. I think it's good to create some like. You know some buzz, and I think you're giving more people spotlights. I, I think it's kind of good that they're taking a break from it next week because uh, Mr. Matt Cardona is going to be teaming with Cody next mm. week, which is what very interesting. What do you think about him coming in? Looking good, man. Looking in shape, he's jacked. That's good think, for him. Um, so here's he the question. Time. Here's the question. Two questions. First question: Will Cody turn on Zack Ryder or Matt Cardona eventually, or will Matt Cardona? turn on Cody actually uh, I, I don't think it's gonna be any turning because I don't think he signed so I don't think okay. they, they I don't think they would even do something like that think like he's gonna work. come in for like a yeah, couple of weeks he's gonna be in it for like five shows and then like I I, okay. I, I mean Tony Khan has said during it during the interview uh, uh I, I think it was a PW insider he said that eventually he'll have to start making cuts just because of how much money they've lost because of the yeah, pandemic of and they like they've lost so much money like so, like you know what I'm saying? You you can't keep all these people on the payroll that you don't use. Like somebody got to get cut. Like he said he's trying as hard as not to, but eventually it's gonna be it's gonna be a day when you know some folks gonna have to get let go. Even yeah, though yeah, you know, I mean I'm pretty sure he doesn't want to, but that's just the you know, that's just what it's it is. The reality of the situation, unfortunately, yeah. for but, many but I, places. I mean, like signing people to like a five show deal ain't nothing wrong. Like I remember um 
that's what Riho was on before they signed her. They signed her to like a yeah. five show deal, and then you know she got signed full time. Like you know, ain't nothing wrong with that. Just to see if it worked out. And and, and I don't even think that was a uh, that was their decision. I think it was her decision because she was just like she doesn't know if she wants to be in America full time. Yeah, Rio, she she's still wrestling. She wrestling in stardom right well. now. Okay. Yeah, she she in stardom wrestling right now. Like, like, I think she wrestled like last week. Okay, <laughs> like she's still working in stardom. So my uh, next question is, um, <clears throat> so what I like about AEW, so we've been kind of waiting for this storyline between you had Kenny Omega, and you got the Young Bucks, the Elite. And then you've got Adam Page. And Adam Page looked like he was going to be the one to turn. And then they, at that pay-per-view, at the end of the match, they literally, they made it look like the Bucks and Kenny were going to super kick Adam Cole just for a second. So that gave you a bit of doubt. But ultimately, you always kind of thought, eventually Adam Page is going to turn and he's going to go and have a big singles run. And then lately, they've been laying the seeds for Adam Page to align with FTR and you're thinking yeah that makes sense that makes sense then just to make it you know just so it's not obvious what's going to happen they give you a little hint that maybe Kenny Omega is going to turn heel and bring back the cleaner gimmick so you've got that aspect to it and then now you've also got the added thing that everyone thinks they're going to do a a kind of four horsemen revival reboot whatever you want to call it um, obviously, with FTR, they did this contract signing, and you had Arn Anderson as their consultant. Another interesting twist because of his links to Cody, and it makes sense that if you were going to do a Four Horsemen reboot, that Cody would be involved somehow. Uh, so I guess the question is, number one, would you like to see a, a Four Horsemen-like stable? And um, the second part of that question is, would Cody, Adam Page, and FTR be the perfect four for the roles? Uh, I, I think storyline-wise, maybe Cody and MJF being in the same group wouldn't, you know, because I feel like Cody still kind of has a vendetta against MJF. So I don't think that was like, I, th- I don't think that's something that you could just sweep under the rug and be like, hey, we're friends now. Like, I don't think that's, that's something no, no. that's going to work. So FTR, uh, Hangman. And Cody as the four. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, for sure. I, th- I think that's the way it's gonna go. I think probably I I, I can see Cody turning on the elite. I could definitely see that. But I, I well, definitely... if you notice, he hasn't been on um, being the elite for weeks and weeks, which I find quite interesting. So yeah. he's like there is like a bit more distance. Like I think he said in an interview that it's because of their schedules are so busy and they and they don't necessarily spend as much time like traveling together and stuff like that as liar. they would used liar. to be. They're around yeah. each other all the damn time. He's a liar. Yeah. But I, I, why I is he distancing think, himself from I that I think show? this year it might be, I think this, I give it like two months before we start to see the, the, the beginning of Kenny Omega as the man in AEW. Yeah. I, I think I think that's... But there's no reason why Adam Co- uh, Adam Page and... Kenny Omega cannot both turn. Doesn't mean they have to turn on each other. They could split up. So when they lose the titles, they could both turn heel and then just agree to go their separate ways. Or you could have like, um, I don't know, say for for instance, you could have the uh, 
Hangman and Kenny Omega face the Young Bucks for the title. Young Bucks win. Then you have Adam Page attack the Bucks after the match. And you think Kenny Omega is going to make the save. Um, he kind of just looks and watches. And, and then FTR come in and join in the beatdown. So you've got like a three-on-two situation after the match. And then as everyone thinks that Kenny Omega is going to make the save, he joins in. Beat The four of them beat down the Young Bucks. Then you separate Kenny Omega. He just goes and does his own thing as the cleaner. Says he's fed up with the elite, fed up with everyone. Does his whole cleaner gimmick and goes right to the top to feud with whoever you know take the title eventually and then you separate the hangman ftr potentially cody as a hangman as a as a group of the four horsemen i don't think there's a reason why you cannot do that like just because hangman say turns doesn't mean kenny omega can't turn as well and if they both turn doesn't mean you they have to stay together does that make sense no. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, 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 you I, I, just I, disagree with me for the sake of it. Of course, that's entertaining podcasting right there. <laughs> but uh, I, I wanted to ask you. So I'm, I've been saying, uh, I've been saying this quote from the news update uh, yesterday's news update going around a lot. When Booker T was like critiquing Biggie, and he mm-hmm. said that Biggie needs to change in order for Biggie to get this singles push that he's about to, he's about to get. He said he needs to like change his character a little bit and tweak some stuff. What do you think? You think Biggie need to change in order to be world champion? I don't necessarily think he does. Um, look, I um, I love the New Day as uh, as performers. I think they're all incredible. I really do. I think they're so entertaining. However, I am and have been for a while kind of bored of the gimmick of the New Day. As entertaining as I find all those guys, I, I am kind of over it. So I wouldn't be against them doing um, a couple of things. You could either do a split angle where they turn on each other, do a triple threat, and then just have one triple threat match between the three of them. Have them beat the crap out of each other, have a, like, a great match between the three of them, and then just have them go and do their separate things. You could have Big E turn, go and do his heel run, and I think... I think he'd be better in a babyface role, but he could, you know, he could do like he's done a heel gimmick before, which worked. Uh, and then you could keep Kofi and Xavier together to strengthen the tag team division, or you can, you know, there's loads of ways you could do it. Um, I, I don't even think you need to break. Like I think it's just you don't have to break them up either. No, no, but you I, are right. all I'm saying is I don't I, like the only thing I think that needs to be changed. Just have Biggie be more serious. Yeah. Like, you don't need to go out. Like, Booker T was talking about, like, changing his ring gear and shit like that. Like, he he was like, I'm like, bro, all you got to do is just have Biggie just be more serious. That's it. All you got to do is be more serious. And people take him seriously. People already take him seriously. Yeah, just have to have him say, time for play is over. I want that title. And I'm pretty sure everybody would much rather prefer him as world champion than Strowman, if I'm being honest. Because Strowman has been trash. So, mate, right. Do you know what? I'm not going to go into this too too much detail, <laughs> but like, right? The thing which annoys me about it is the potential. We talking about Strowman, right? Yeah, yeah. The potential for a Bro- Braun Strowman versus Bray Wyatt long term feud. Potentially, the the stories they could have told um, were t- incredible. So much they could have told, like a really interesting backstory to Strowman, and and they could have filmed all these like cool vignettes about like 
him before the white family and how he came to the white family and they kind of like really half-assed that aspect of it whereby Strowman just kind of mentioned it and bray wyatt would bray bray wyatt cut some great promos did some great stuff with the stuff he does but i just feel like they killed Strowman in many ways like they've made him into Bro, this we, we, we have talked about this stereotypical dumb we, country guy we, we talked about this made him into. too many times on this podcast the the run is two years late it's yeah. two years late three years late it should have happened three years ago he should have beat brock lesnar no mercy 2017 should have won a universal title back then he, he wasn't even supposed to be champion roman was supposed to be champion yeah you know the roman, roman, roman is a smart man so roman stay at home <laughs> yeah yeah well he's clever isn't he? do you know what i really hope i really hope that they have Strowman get like taunted into a title match by someone. I don't care who, The Miz or John Morrison or Matt Riddle, AJ Styles, whoever. Biggie, Biggie, there you yeah, go, yeah. and have a title match on SmackDown. Announce it before the show or whatever, so you build it up so people are watching. Have the Fiend cost Bray Wyatt. Uh, fuck's sake, have <laughs> the Fiend cost Braun Strowman the title. Put the title on someone else. Do the Fiend versus Strowman as they're going to do to complete the storyline. Because I don't want them to just drop it because they, they've got to complete the the story now. But like have the Fiend squash Braun Strowman and just put bring Braun Strowman back with a complete different gimmick. If that means you align him with Bray Wyatt again for a short period to get this new gimmick over. Whether it's like a similar to the Fiend type thing. Or is something completely different and he stays with the Fiend or Bray Wyatt for a little bit and then Bray Wyatt sets him free, blah, 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 I don't care, whatever. But just get the title off Brett Braun, don't put it on the Fiend, put it on Biggie, put it on AJ Styles, put it on someone. I wouldn't be against putting it on AJ Styles if he had dropped the title to Matt Riddle. You could have put the title, have AJ beat Braun on a SmackDown. Because the fiend cost him, so then you... have then have Big E become the number one contender. Have AJ and Big E put on an absolute barn burner at SummerSlam, and have Big E win the title. And so you, you can't even use Daniel Bryan; he's out of the equation. Yeah, he about to go on maternity leave. So this is why I just don't understand it anymore, mate. I don't understand what they're doing in that company. Like so much talent. But they, they you, but they, uh, they said Bryan is helping with the creative stuff. So that kind of explains Grand Metal League in the title shot. I swear that that's that's just, that's just Daniel Bryan all over right there. Playing, playing with people. I, I, I promise. I promise you, that's Daniel Bryan. So who is the who's the number one contender for the WWE title currently? Randy Orton. Uh, sorry, the Universal title. Sorry, mate. Uh, there's the one. Right, and Grand Metal League but, 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 is the but, 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 Intercontinental it's, it's, title shot. Yeah, person. Yeah. And it, 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 it's up for grabs right now between. Oh, man. I, I think it's just Bray Wyatt, but they, they, they like, people are saying Biggie, but I, I think people are just associating him with being world champion. And he could be going after the Intercontinental title. Maybe it's him and AJ for the Intercontinental title at uh, at SummerSlam. Do you know what they should have done, man? They should have they should have had Matt Riddle beat AJ, then had Chad Gable or Drew Gulak win the Intercontinental title that four, and then you have. Gable or Gulak versus Riddle for the Intercontinental title. Woo! That would have been a banger. And then you could have done what I said about the Fiend cost uh, Brawl on the title against AJ. 
and I do AJ versus Big E at SummerSlam. Why aren't I booking this shit? Because I book better shit than them. Because they can't fly you in. Yeah, well, I could book it from home, bro. <laughs> and do you know what? I I told you weeks, months ago, when they first released Rusev. You didn't. I told you that Rusev was going to come back and save Lana. You remember it. I'm going to clip it just like I clipped this. Previously on Ace Podcast Nation. Before you end the show, one last yeah, thing. Man. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you're a bad man see you're a that, bad bad man that, that clip um, is legendary so i'm gonna what i'm gonna do i'm gonna go back when rusev comes back yeah, and saves yeah, lana and the yeah, crowd goes wild yeah, rusev just like how you claim you said cage was gonna debut a double or nothing <laughs> you're a bad man you're a bad bad man so Grand Matalik is the number one contender for the Intercontinental title. I swear to God, if this company fucks with me and puts the title on Grand Matalik after they yeah, didn't put, put the it damn on title Riddle, after they didn't put it on Matt Riddle, I will. Man, you got to play a long term game with Riddle, man. You can't get chance to get married. No, no, right no, no. Because my point is, it was his like second week. So if he comes in, beats AJ, who's in a oh, yeah, okay. I, I, I get what you, I get what you're saying. Arguably, like AJ Styles is the only new star they've built in the last fifteen years. They did a great job with Kevin Owens. They did a great job with a somewhat no, decent they, job with some more Joe. Right, they did they, a good they, job they, with they, Kevin they, Owens when they first brought him in, and then ever since. They flip flopped back and forth with him, giving him the occasional run. No, no, like, no, no. That, that's, no like that's, in that's the last year, saying. they've no, done nothing. No, with no, 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 no. Listen, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying they built him into a star, which he is, regardless of whether they trashed him or not the last two or so years. Kevin Owens okay. is a star. He's a star. Okay. But is Samoa Joe and Kevin Owens a star in spite of the WWE? rather than because of the WWE. Are they stars because they're so damn good on the microphone that people are captivated yeah, they're, they're, by what they're they say? on their own. Like... But that's bad way of them being under this banner. Yeah. But I bet you, if you went and grabbed any Samoa Joe promo from the WWE and you had pretty much any other superstar say the exact words verbatim, I bet you they wouldn't sound as as intimidating and as good as Samoa Joe does it. Of course. Samoa Joe that. made their garbage material look superb. Um, speaking of superstars, which is where this match should have been on superstars, <laughs> we had Jeff Hardy versus Sheamus in a bar fight. You could, speak about, you could speak about this because I don't want to. It's garbage. It, it happened. Let's move on. Dog shit. Um, Impact Wrestling brought in the Good Brothers. Boop. Good to see. Glad to see those boys getting paid and and working again. Uh, Diana Parazzo is champion of Impact Women's Division. I thought it was very interesting that um, she came in pretty much straight away, beat Jordan Grace, who they've you know they've built her up as a. A big badass champion. Um, 
Were you surprised that they had a beat? Um, sorry. Well, if were you surprised they had her beat Jordan Grace like straight away? But then going back to like Riddle, that's what I just said. Is if you have someone come in and beat your champion, a la Kevin Owens over John Cena, they are automatically a superstar. They are automatically viewed by everyone as top tier talent. What they did with yeah, Diana but, so yeah, but Diana came in like came in like two months ago, and not, not, not two months no, ago, but she came. Ago, was it? Certainly, like I thought, she'd only been on like one or two shows. Now she was like in four, four, five shows, bro. All right, okay. All right. She was, but I mean, they, they 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 built her like real nice. They just came in and built her as a credible threat that she could be Jordan Grace, and she be Jordan Grace, and it worked, and people care. And now she's about to have a good run as as champion, and I'm pretty sure whenever whenever she drops the title, it'll be to somebody who they think is worthy of yeah. her dropping the title to. So it's gonna be interesting to see. I, I like Deanna Peraza. I think she, she thinks she's very great. talented lady. I um. I was interested to see that, um, like, one of the bright spots of impact over the last couple of years has been Sammy Callahan. He's been very good. What do you think about the what they're doing with him currently? I don't really know, but that that tag match with him and Ken Shamrock was was something because Ken Shamrock was standing around the ring like a dumbass. Like I don't know what the hell he was doing. Like that match was. It, it, it was something, but I mean, well, now we got Motor, Motor City Machine Guns tag team champions, so that was great. It was good to see Alex Shelley and Chris even back. Yeah, absolutely. Legends, legends. So you had uh, the Good Brothers have come in. They beat Reno Scum on, Scum on TV as well. East Slater um, getting that TNA World Heavyweight Title shot next week. Yeah, I saw that. Slater um, Gator. So you had Eddie Edwards was the the came out the champ of the pay per view. But you had also EC3 attacked Moose, uh, which I thought was interesting. I really like EC3. I think he is very talented, very creative. How the WWE were unable to to get a good run out of him on the I, he you, seemed you know, made for the main roster. You want to know what's funny? I, I can't get into EC3 at all. Like, like I, I, I was like real into the, the character when he was in NXT. Like I was like, this guy's like great, and I couldn't wait to see him get to the main roster. Like even he close back when made for it though, didn't he? Like, do you know what I mean? He seemed it, like it, a Vince McMahon guy. His style replicates what they do on the main roster. Like I don't think he really he, his character fit in the NXT, but I don't think his in ring work fit into no. NXT at all. But I I, I think uh, you know WWE kind of you know they they did drop the ball with EC three. He could have been some real big on the. On the man, he could like I don't think he would have been world champion, but I definitely think he could have been like because I could, I could see him like like a five time intercontinental champion, five time yeah. US champion, and just being like a, like one of those irritants in the like keep creeping up in the yeah. in the world title scene, getting the title shot. Definitely see that, but I I, I can't get into him. Like I felt like WWE kind of took me like out of EC three. Yeah, I am. Um, I liked some of these these vignettes and promos that he's been running himself. Um, I think they've been quite interesting because I was interested to see whether he was going to come back as Ethan Carter the third, or as EC3 and like a different variation of EC3, or whether they were going to kind of go back to his you know original Impact character, which you know he was one of the, their biggest stars for a, for a good few years. Um, I really used to enjoy his feud with Matt Hardy. I thought they 
bounced off each other really well with the broken gimmick and stuff. Um, what do you think, though, overall of, you know, uh, Impact signed, uh, who have they signed all together? EC3, uh, Diana Parazzo, the most Motor City Machine Guns, um, Heath Slater, whether it's for a permanent contract or if he's just come in for a short run. And there was someone else as well, one more person. The Good Brothers, obviously. Um, Brian Myers. Brian Myers, yeah. What do you think about them signing all those guys? Do you think it's good or bad? I don't think really if I really got shit to lose from signing them. Like, at all. I am. Um, I think I, the, I, the Good I, Brothers I, I, have I got think, a big I think, upside, I think, it, I think it would hurt AEW more to keep signing X WWE guys that just got released, but I, I don't think it hurts Impact at all. I think it only just helps them. Honestly, it's kind of weird how that works, but I think that's well, just what it is. I think it's freshened up their roster a little bit. Um, I think the Good Brothers uh, have a big following. Um, they've obviously got like things like Talker Shop Mania. They've got this big podcast. They they have a following of people who are very loyal, like those kind of Bullet Club fans, whatever you want to say. They, you know. They're quite loyal, you know. They'll watch whatever they're on. They'll listen to every podcast they're on. They'll buy all the merch that they sell. Um, so I think, from that point of view, you know, I, I think it's intelligent to sign them. Um, EC3 again, I think is good signing. Um, Motor City Machine Guns, I feel like they were really needed to to them and the Good Brothers makes that tag team division look real nice on Impact. So. I think that's a good, good, uh, good little addition. Uh, Brian Myers and Heath Slater. Not sure about Myers, what they'll do with him. You know, maybe he'll surprise me and they'll be do something real cool, but not sure. Uh, Heath Slater, look, Heath Slater is super talented. I feel like he just needs a chance, but it's got to be with the right situation and the right company. Not sure if a. Uh, replicating Heath Slater and Rhino as a tag team is going to be the way to go. Or having him straight into a world title shot either. Okay. And what's coming up next week? Um, so, I think we've got that tag match next week, isn't it? Uh, on mm -hmm. AEW. And New Japan uh, is running a stadium show on the 29th. Oh, yeah, with fans. Yeah. Um, oh, that's what I was going to ask you about. The Dark Order. Are they losing steam a little bit with this? The way they're portraying them? And um, I'm just not quite sure about what they're doing with Luke Harper. And I feel like... It's like Luke, Luke Harper, and then he's surrounded by a load of jobbers who I don't really care about, and I don't know if it's hurting him. How do you think they're doing? Like, no, I, think, I think Dark Order's doing just fine. They got Anna Jay in there as a part of their women's division. As a part okay. of the, you know, the only female in the group. I think they do just fine. I think, you know, I think they're just trying to rebuild at the Brody League. You know, lost the world yeah. title match. I think it's kind of hard to rebuild somebody after they just lost the biggest match yeah. they could have. Like, so I think they're doing a good job. They just adding different layers. Like, they trying to like com fully convert Carl Cabana. And Carl Cabana's like, no, nah, I'm just hanging out with them. You know, they're cool. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. I'd like. Would you like to see Carl Cabana go full full Dark Order cult? 
no, I think they need to keep doing what they're doing. Like keep having them be like delusional. Like he's just yeah, know. just friends. Yeah. If you could add one person from anywhere in AEW to the Dark Order, who would it be? Mm. If I could add anybody to the Dark Order. Yeah. Uh but who is currently signed for the from Dark you know, from AEW. Mm. It had to be somebody that's like weird, but like I, I don't know. I don't think nobody, honestly. I think they go where they are. Like I, I can't see anybody else, like you know, really fitting in. Like I, like I, I think Hangman is perfect for like a full Horseman group. Like, and Absolutely. I think him, FTR, and Cody is like the way. That's the way to go. Him, FTR, and Cody. I think yeah, they, I they are going to be crazy as a group like that's gonna be a real real good group can you imagine omega and the bucks and whoever they fourth man is versus cody ftr and hangman Insane. that'll be crazy be crazy oh yeah um you know what else is crazy it's like 12 o'clock where you at yeah it is yeah it is so um before we wrap it up, is there anything further that you wish to discuss about the wrestling world? Mm. Oh, what did you think of Evil joining the Bullet Club? I don't think that was the plan, but I just think the pandemic has just really, you know, changed a lot of stuff. But I mean, I ain't against it. I think this is the first time that Bullet Club has been all Japanese people. Yeah, the thing is, they've got they've got so many guys out, haven't they? Um, mm. Oh yeah, the, uh, they just yeah, have to do something. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely interested to see where they go from here. I know uh, Naito's getting the title shot at the stadium show next month, so it's gonna be interesting to see what they do from right there. But uh, yeah, another thing, uh, Leon Ruff got signed by the WWE, according to PW Insider. So that's good, you know, Mr. Leon Ruff. Um, and yeah. I, I I don't think we talked about uh uh Ariane Andrew Cameron. She came back. She's gonna be in the AEW women's tag team tournament. That's apparently gonna be on YouTube. Mm. Uh, which is a choice. It's, but um, it's a choice. It's weird that like she last worked she last wrestled five years ago. Um, like she hasn't been working any indie dates or anything. She was she was supposed to wrestle WrestleMania weekend. Okay, and then she's back. Like I know they'll probably just use her for the tournament and stuff. No, nah, she's not saying. She's not saying. I no, I don't really remember a great deal about like whether she was good in the ring or or whatnot. She was improving. She was improving, but she wasn't but if, like you know. Yeah, if memory serves me correctly, Naomi was the kind of one who was. Oh yeah, Naomi. Naomi's definitely the breakout. Yeah, definitely. It's not. That's not even a question. Tama Tamatonga said that he's um, hopeful that New Japan and Impact can work out a an agreement to work together. Yeah, you, know why, you know why he wants that agreement, don't you? He's hopeful. He is hopeful because he wants to get back with the good brothers. What you mean? They, 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 they can work in New Japan. Yeah, no, I know that. But at the moment, they can't, can they? So, Whereas Tamatonga is not in New Japan at the moment. So if Impact and New Japan was to work out a deal now, 
does that mean that Tamatonga and Tongaloa could go and do some impact shows? We'll have to see. Do you think they'd have... Do you think they will just have the Good Brothers rejoin the Bullet Club? Um, or do you think they'll feud with, like, G.O.D. or whoever, from, or the Bullet Club generally? I forgot, who's the IWGB Tag Team Champ? Oh, it's uh, Zack Sabre Jr. and uh, Tai Chi. Tag team champions right now. That's a, they're actually a good team. I wouldn't laugh. Yeah, yeah. They're good. I just it's Tai Chi. I don't know why. Every time I just I don't know. Tai Chi could beat Tai Chi could put hands on you. You could put hands. You beat my ass. <laughs> <laughs> but um we we we're gonna see what they do. I'm I'm interested this guy. They bring them back to uh New Japan. I'm I'm pretty yeah. sure I'm pretty sure it's gonna be at the Tokyo Dome if they have well, I mean, I mean, New Japan's already running stadium shows, so I'm pretty sure they're gonna have people at the Tokyo Dome. So, they, I, I definitely think that's probably gonna be when they're it, very popular in Japan as well, aren't they? The good, very, ones. very popular. Very. Um, I almost feel like they have to bring them into the Bullet Club. I feel like it would be a waste if they didn't. But I don't think it'd be a waste. Equally, the New Japan Tag Team Division, as it is. I just want to see a different team face G.O.D. at, at um, the Tokyo Dome. Anyone. I don't care who. Just anyone but L.I.J. Well, L.I.J., that, that shit ain't happening no more, so. <laughs> yeah, I, know, I know, but you know what I mean. Like, I just don't want to see that same match again. Evil Sonata versus Tomaton and Taylor. I can't. I just can't. That, I never that, want to see that match again. That, that's, new, that's New Japan's go-to for every big show. Yeah. Like I would, I'd like give me anything. But the Good Brothers versus God, I think that could be real good. Like if they, you know, New Japan's bookings normally on point. So like, when have, have I, you have you seen the stuff about Will Osprey? No. He said he said he was. Well, I don't want to get all like into it, but he he like put up a message on um on Instagram. Said he mm. was like thinking about taking his life. Jesus Christ! Because of the whole speaking out thing. Yeah. Jesus, what like he was at the time, or he is currently? No, he's currently. Jesus Christ, it's not good, is it? His mental health bad because no, because what he what he did, he uh, he essentially stopped this this lady named this wrestler named Pollyanna from like advancing in her wrestling career because I guess she had beef with somebody that Osprey knows, and Osprey basically got her blackballed from mm-hmm. wrestling. Like, I, I'm I'm pretty sure it wasn't like something. Well, I don't know what his intentions were, so I'm not gonna say that, but. I'm I'm going to assume that it wasn't that it yeah. wasn't like purposely trying to get her back ball black ball from red, but that's what happened. So you can't take yeah. that back. And that's what happened. Like either way yeah. you put it. So and I, I guess that like a lot not I guess, but a lot of people really hopped on him for that. Like real bad. I mean, because you got somebody blackball from wrestling, bro, because they had an issue with your friend. Like, can't do that stuff. So no, of course and, not. And, and then he like, you know, he went public about, you know, his mental health and stuff like that. So you know, I, I ain't I ain't wishing nothing on nobody. Hopefully, he get his, you know, get the help he needs yeah. and stuff like that. But can't be an asshole to people, bro. You can't do yeah, that. Yeah, just be nice and just like the way I always look at it is even if I don't like someone, mind your business. Like just mind your business. Mind your, mind your business. <laughs> focus your focus your energy into positivity. Focus your energy into building something for yourself. Um. As the black teases an even darker gimmick change, I've just uh, just seen. So, 
Alistair Black has been written off TV. Alex McCarthy, friend of Ace Podcast Nation, says that Alistair Black was written off by Vince McMahon. He isn't a fan of Black's gimmick, and it was suggested that Alistair Black will return with a new gimmick and has teased on Instagram something dark and different. I tell you what I would, wouldn't mind seeing with Alistair Black is um, like a like a 2020 2020 dark uh, like a ministry of darkness gimmick like i have like a dark stable that's why i wouldn't mind seeing that with him at the helm um the other thing i was going to say you know you mentioned AEW uh, is doing a trios tournament i said weeks ago months ago that wwe should do a trios tournament and the thing is now is if they do do it they just look like they're going to copy AEW. but you know they're too slow to do everything. They are reactive instead of proactive. Andrew Thompson, thank you for joining me as usual. I always, always cheers me up, no matter how tired, how I feel. Speaking to you for an hour or so about wrestling always makes me smile, always cheers me up. Tell the people where they can find your stuff. You can find me on uh on Twitter at eighty Thompson underscore underscore. You can also find me on Instagram at that same that same at. You can find me right there. As you see on the graphic below, Andrew Thompson interviews. Where the stuff is. And also to end this podcast, Andy Campbell is the GOAT. And that's all I got to say. Andy Campbell is the GOAT. Subscribe, youtube.com slash Ace Podcast Nation. We'll be back most probably next week to talk the graps. And um, we will discuss off air whether we will review the darker side of the ring episode by episode for the people who requested it. In the meantime, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for watching. Thank you for downloading. We appreciate you all. Andrew, thank you, my friend. It's always my pleasure. Sports Social Podcast Network.